put it on real tight Hope you brought your best tonight They say they got the fireworks Yeah, they say they got the show Here around the shoots, you're the best So let's go and welcome to Texas Toast, a special edition of Texas Toast. This is our Bottoms Up series where we take a look at the music industry. And today's guests are two very pivotal people when it comes to recording. I want to say welcome from Rosewood Studios in Tyler, Texas to Drew Hall and Carrie West. Hello, guys. How are y'all? Good. How are you doing? Doing great. It's finally uh, great to see your faces. I know I've gotten emails from y'all. I've seen your work. (laughs) I've heard a lot about y'all through, of course, a mutual musician, Steve Anthony. So let's first of all, let's talk about the different hats that the two of you wear, because I know you do different things. And I guess, Drew, I'll start with you. Well, uh, I'm the new owner of Rosewood. Uh, I'm the chief engineer, so I'm kind of on the front line of the recording process. And then I'm also doing all the mixing, mastering, and the production side is more of a collaborative thing as far as me and Carrie. That's pretty pretty down the middle. Mm-hmm. We both kind of just, we work well together. And so the producing is, I would say, credited to, to both of us. But uh, yeah, I'm more of the recording engineer, mixing engineer, and then Gary can explain kind of all that he does. Yeah, I do uh, most of the editing, um, a lot of programming and and production stuff, Uh, just, you know, kind of keeping the schedule organized and keeping things running day to day, uh, just things like that. And y'all stay so busy there. And Drew, I want to go back and also talk about the history of Rosewood going back with Greg Hunt. You bet. So Greg started his recording journey in 1976. He actually had a studio in Nacogdoches called The Colony Sound uh, for a few years until he he was this close to graduating and thought he had come back home to Tyler. And that's when he moved to this facility in 1980. And uh, he just built a incredible career and legacy. And I met Greg in 2008 or nine. I was like just graduating high school. I had no idea this existed at all, much less in Tyler, Texas. And uh, I was playing acoustic guitar for a local songwriter, Heather Little. And we just kind of all hit it off. And Greg would ask me, what do you want to do? And I just at the time I was I was just writing songs and playing little acoustic shows. And that's kind of what I, that's where my head was at. Wow. And he said, you want to do an internship? And I thought, heck, why not? I was working at a sporting goods store and I thought this would be, this would be neat. And so I would come in and just set up for sessions, tear down for sessions and really just stay out of the way. Uh, Anyone who's, worked at a studio or interned at a studio would tell you when you're in that intern phase, uh, you are a shadow. You're a fly on the wall. Like you're really, you don't want to be in the way you don't want to be noticed. And so I got to soak in a lot of his wisdom just by observing how he would deal with, you know, some real high end musicians and, and outside producers and, 
And then also people like myself at the time, total amateurs, people who were just showing up at the door with a song and, you know, a couple hundred bucks and seeing how he would take someone, he would always exceed people's expectations and just, you know, just seeing things like that from him. And I interned kind of twice because I I thought I'm going to go to Nashville and uh, go get me a publishing deal. You know, it's should be easy right (laughs) and so I left and went to Nashville for about six months and I called him back it was around Christmas and I said you haven't filled my internship have you so I the second time I came back around we were all in and uh me and Greg worked really well together he always said I had an old soul but uh I think he was surprised in a in a era of everyone kind of in the digital world and Mm -hmm. you know how can we do it faster and easier? Uh, something about just the way I grew up, the way I'm wired. I think I just caught his attention because I was like, what is this this thing over here? When you turn it on, it lights up and gets hot. I'm like, what does that stuff do? Teach me about this gear. And uh, that's when we really started to bond. And he started to really pour it all into me as far as his knowledge from growing up in an era of old analog equipment. and. Uh, and it's cool because it's helped maintain a, a really high standard around here just because we like the way the hard way sounds. And so <laughs> it's just it's a it's a cool legacy to to carry on from Greg. I like that word legacy. Well, it it, it really is. That's, I mean, that's a great mm-hmm. for this studio to have had the success and continue to have the success that it's had and maintained in Tyler, Texas. That's that's not normal. I know. In these days, it's like every time I turn around, I have other musicians I've talked to. They're like, well, we're getting in touch with Rosewood. Or can you tell me about Rosewood? I know Adriana came and recorded. I think a, a couple of other musicians I know are headed your way. So let's talk about the process, you know, because there may be some musicians that may be intimidated about going into a recording studio. And just talk about the process and, and what it takes to get into the studio. And I mean, do you have any parameters for musicians that come in? So just kind of give us the rundown there. It's so different for different people's situations. Uh, But like if you were interested in recording and you were to reach out to us, this is the guy that would be on that front line. One of his hats would be to help guide you. And usually it starts with a meeting, but uh, Carrie can kind of explain where it starts from. Yeah, like Drew was saying, every every situation is completely different, really. Um, and, you know, just depending on where you're at in your career, if you're just starting out, like building tracks from scratch and helping the songwriting process, maybe something that you'd be interested in. Um, you know, we, we don't we don't like to really just jump into things too quickly, you know, because like you said, it could be it can be intimidating for people, especially if they've never been into a, a mm-hmm. studio before. But um, we've got different ways of doing things. You know, we can work together and collaborate and build tracks together. Or we're great friends with a lot of the top touring musicians in Texas. And we host tracking days pretty regularly, once, twice a month. And uh, we bring in just the best musicians around this area to help bring your song to life even more. And, you know, I think that's where people can get intimidated. But... I mean, it's a, 
once you're in here and with the guys, it's like, you know, th- these guys are who we use for a reason. They're, they're really personable people and, and really, you know, easy to, to be yourself around. You know, I think that's what one of the most important things is just being comfortable in here. So, you know, you just, you just reach out, you just reach out and text me. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Probably the, the majority of the projects that get to radio and are, are, you know, artists that are really pursuing their career, uh, those production deals though, they start maybe with a, a voice memo, uh, they might record just a real simple, you know, me and my acoustic guitar onto their phone, send that to us. And we might do some pre-production where we kind of maybe ask some questions like, is this kind of, is this the tempo? Do we need to change the key? Maybe, uh, send them something back and say, what if we tried this? And, uh, and then we would bring players in and he's talking about, you know, these guys like Nate Coon and Bryce Clark, they're playing, uh, on the road with Aaron Watson. Mm -hmm. Uh, Nate co-produced the new Aaron Watson record, the new single crash landing, um, which was done here when it was awesome. Um, but we get those guys and people like David DeShazo or Michael Tarabay or Aiden Bubeck. There's so many really great musicians right here. And uh, so we try and put the right team together, depending on the style we're going to be focusing on that day. And the recording process, though, we might come in with those guys, probably a comfortable day. We might record six songs in a day. Uh-huh. And uh, the process of things is we get all the recording done. You get a vocal day. It's like no stress. There's not a bunch of not a bunch of activity going around. Just like me and the singer, and let's just really capture the song. You know the way it it was intended, the way it was written. And I don't know. It's a it's a fun journey. That's that's the best thing about this job. Is it's like there's no two days the same. Mm-hmm. no two songs right. the same it's every day it's just like you're on your toes constantly chasing a moving target and it's just it's fun it's a lot mm-hmm. of fun and we try and make it the process fun because we understand we've both been on the other side of the glass and we've both been shaking and trying to play a really simple you know it's just uh-huh. absolutely yeah. and we had just had a conversation uh with an artist, Lauren Alexander, who's been recording here since she was probably, what'd she say, 12 or 13? Like, and she said, I still get nervous. And I'm like, come on. And she said, it's the players. They're so good. Uh Yeah, they are good. It's just, you just got to get comfortable. It's it's tough for different people. Some people come in and they fall right in and they're good to go, you know? And yeah, it's like they're at one of their live shows. That's perfect for track and day. <laughs> mm-hmm. Who's one of your most memorable songs to come out of Rosewood or, or maybe a few? Oh, some of my most memorable. Um, the first song that comes to mind is one we did on Tracy Bird's last record, uh, All American Texan. We did a song called Don't Be In A Hurry. And uh, that whole recording process was really, really cool. It was the first time I'd, well, uh, I guess I had worked with Tracy once before because I was clearly comfortable because I spoke up on in this particular song. Uh, but he had a really cool 
train beat. It was a real country train beat song. And for some reason, I thought, what if we slowed this thing way, way down and made it like an old R&B, kind of like a Ronnie Mills sap, like a real sexy country R&B thing. And uh, he thought it was really cool. And it really changed the whole thing. And that was that was really cool. I'm really proud of the way that turned out. But Tracy's a just a a hero. So that was just, that was just Uh cool. It was like, wow, this is again in Tyler, Texas, this is happening, you know, like over here at Rosewood, it was cool to do that. But some of early Jake Worthington stuff, I mean, just coming in, he had just got off the voice when I met him and uh, just hearing him sitting across the room. It's like, holy crap. How old are you again? And he was like 19 at the time. Mm. And it's like, no, you can't be. And then to kind of be on this journey with him and we've gotten really close with Jake and, uh, and to see him sign a record deal and, and really go on. But some of his stuff, I mean, really all of his early couple of EPs we did, those all felt pretty special. Uh, just because you knew you were at least a piece of the puzzle for this kid who had it all. He had all the stuff that you need to to do this. I don't know. Yeah. And I don't think our journey's done with him. I, I hope we can come up with the sound that uh, that really put him over the top. Mm-hmm. Well, you're touching so many songs and music these days as I, I go through and I'm previewing music or we're getting ready for the podcast, like the new Aaron Watson. We previewed that uh, last week or a couple of weeks ago. And that just had such a different sound, such a different Aaron Watson style. But it's just amazing your hands in so many songs. And of course, Josh Ward, Jake Bush, they record there as well. Yeah. And it's funny you bring up like Josh, that's the first, the promises album. That's the first album that I was like paid to work here. And Nate Coons also. And so, uh, so Josh is like, he's, he's really important to me. Like he's a, and the stuff that he's gone through during his career, I mean, you know, when you're kind of in a camp with someone that's, that goes through some tragedy, you really get close. And so, it, uh, yeah, just thinking about Josh and some of those albums, I mean, the Promises record was recorded in one day. Uh, I mean, it was like we got a hot band together and and just went for it. And to witness that, Greg just directing traffic and just having all those young Nate Coon, you know, (laughs) hipster Nate Coon. (laughs) (laughs) Well, the one thing that I like is just from the pictures and just from, you know, talking to different people, talking to Steve, it just seems like the atmosphere there is so welcoming. And it is so like, just like you have so much of a team behind you. Yeah, it's, uh, it's cool. And I I don't know, I'm pretty relaxed guy. Uh, (laughs) I think it frustrated Greg sometimes he would try and get me pissed off sometimes I think on purpose just because he was like he knew how to ruffle some people's feathers in a really motivational kind of like you know maybe it was his old high school football days where he just you know it was a different sort of motivation but he could never get me he could never get me mad and so I'm just a I'm a pretty calm and I just think about the people coming through the door Uh how scared they can be yes <laughs> and, i would think 
and here I am, my job, they're hiring me to get the best recording out of them. And you're never going to get the best out of someone when they're shaken in their shoes. And so I think, I mean, maybe it's a little bit of a conscious effort, but at the same time, it's, it comes from a real genuine place from me. It's like, I want people to be comfortable and feel welcome and not feel awkward. We try and do little things during the recording process to try and break the ice here and there on a couple Uh of things and really just get people to, to slow down and breathe and focus on the song, you know? It's easier said than done sometimes. I bet. But you get it done for sure. Let me ask you a question, because thinking about all the people that have home studios now and, um, you know, artists that are maybe just getting started in their career and and kind of riding the fence of where maybe I can set up my own stuff and do it or go to Rosewood and record. What kind of advice can you give there? Uh, well, I mean. We, we were just talking, I, don't, I can't remember who it was. We were talking about this a few days ago. And, uh, you know, when I was first starting here, that was a almost a daily conversation because it was like, how, how threatened should we be by, you know, people being able to suddenly go to Guitar Center and buy pretty decent sounding equipment and set up in their bedroom and, uh, it was a big deal because you worry about, well, do, are we too expensive? Like, do we need to lower our rates because the guy across the street will do it for free. <laughs> and so you have, <laughs> there's a competitive thing there too, but uh, you know, really now after a, a decade or more of that being a conversation, it really, to me, comes back on the ears behind the speakers. Uh, there's a lot of people that can, they can go and they could buy the same expensive, nice, fancy stuff that we have and still make bad sounding records. I mean, it really falls back on learning how to listen, not learning mm-hmm. to just hear stuff. Like I hear it, but are you listening to elements? Can you hear certain things? Mixing is a crazy world. It's a it's a weird mindset to be in sometimes. But you know, the home recording thing. It's I don't know. It's it's funny because we we get a lot of people who have our clients have home rigs. Yeah. At the house. I think a lot of people get frustrated. <laughs> yeah. That's it. Yes. Mm-hmm. That's the biggest thing is it's really easy to record yourself. But the hard thing about really any creative, uh, you know, anything to do with art uh, is to edit yourself. <clears throat> And that's really hard to do because you're yeah. your own worst critic and you can really make recording not fun. And with it being in your home, you can overanalyze everything. And sometimes it's just usually it leads to a, an intervention with <laughs> with us or people can get it to a certain point. And they need help getting it over a hump. But we've kind of I don't know kind of like I was saying with Greg being really interested in the hardware and things we've really invested in that. And I think that has been a really great thing because it's, it sets us apart. Like Greg always said, you could take a really talented engineer out of Nashville that works in one of the big rooms and put on a little guitar center rig and he could make a really good sounding record. Uh, So I don't know. That's a weird, that wasn't a very good answer, but the, 
the home recording thing, I mean, at this point, as far as I don't even think about it anymore. It just kind of is what it is. I mean, I almost encourage it. I almost encourage you to have a little home rig because, you know, like I said before, a lot of our clients have little setups at the house and, you know, nothing too crazy where they're recording entire bands or, you know, if they do, that's great too. We've, we've, we get clients that come to us when they hit a wall in their production, you know, and, and they might, they just might not be fully satisfied and not know why they're not satisfied. So they're coming to us, you know, and, and it helps us a lot if they have their ideas just thrown at the wall and recorded, you know, if they just go buy some recording equipment and and make it sound the best they can, that helps us out and to, you know, continue along and keep bringing their song to life. That's interesting. That's That's a good point. It's like mm-hmm. I come from like Carrie sees the 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 advantage of it. Mm-hmm. And uh, I guess from being under Greg for so long and now running a business, I'm like, yeah, uh, I just see the competition. Yeah. <laughs> Greg was a survivor. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. Greg was a survivor. And so I look at those guys and I'm like get out of my pond and carry his life. Just use it for, use it for good. Yeah. Right. Well, it's been great visiting with you. I think you've put out some really valuable information that can encourage musicians to get into a professional studio and, and not be intimidated and not, because that's the first thing I think about. I would be, if I was a musician, I would just be terrified to go into a studio so you guys make it happen and you make them comfortable and all the hits that have come out of that studio. It's amazing. Well, it's been a blast. And uh, anyone is intimidated, uh, just give us a call. Go to our website, rosewoodstudios.com, and follow the links to the email. If you got any questions, just hit us up. And there you go. We'll make you comfortable and we'll uh, we'll get the best out of you. That's right. Well, thank you so much for joining us for this special edition of Texas Toast called Bottoms Up, where we're looking at the industry. I think you had some good information here and thanks for taking the time. Thanks, Helen. Nice talking to you. Well, there you have it. Another great episode of Texas Toast. If you've made it this far, just wanted to say thank you to all of you who have been listening and spreading the word about us. If you'd like to support the show, whether it be through sponsorship or by subscribing on YouTube or by giving us a five-star review on Apple Podcasts, that'd be great. Anything and everything helps. We're just getting this thing rolling with no end in sight and have some incredible interviews lined up for all of you. So please help us get the word out. We'll see you next time on Texas Toast. Dare to say well, you can go to hell. Hell, I'll go to Texas. I've had my fill of every place but home. Well, take away these city lights, put me on a one way flight. I'm leaving out of here tonight. Just consider me. My southern draw, my swagger on my sway. Yeah, these old boots, all this cowboy.